Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your grace is amazing. We ask, Lord, that now as your word teaches us that that amazing grace will truly grasp our lives, that indeed we will allow our, ourselves to be freed from chains that have held us in. We ask, Lord, that indeed we may leave this place knowing that no matter what happens to us in our life, that you are there for us and with us, and that you will help us through those difficult things that we face. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to take out your Bibles. If you didn't bring your own Bible along, you can take out one of the pew Bibles. And by the way, if you don't have your own Bible, please feel welcome to take one of these pew Bibles with you and make it your own personal Bible. I'd like for you to turn to the 16th chapter of the Gospel of John. At the end of that chapter, as we're going to focus on, uh, as we begin the message on one verse from, from that chapter, the end of the chapter, verse 33. It's on page 765. As we've been going through this series of connecting the dots, we've been trying to, to help us look at those things that impact on our, our faith and, and how our faith impacts those things in our life. We've been looking at how it is that certain things, if they're not going well, they can sometimes shrink our faith circle. And times, though, when, when we allow our faith circle to grow and we, it touches into those areas of our life, like our marriage, our finances, our parenting, that it can make all the difference in the world. Today we're focusing on a circle called life issues. Life issues happen. Jesus said they would happen. I want you to turn to John chapter 16, verse 33 where he says to us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Now, you might even want to underline this. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have life issues, is another way of putting it. But don't forget the rest of the verse. But take heart, I have overcome the world. That we have an appreciation that as a Christian that we're not going to be exempt from trouble is important. But it's also important in the midst of trouble that we realize that Jesus is there and he has overcome those things that happen to us in life. Life issues happen. We don't get to choose. They simply happen. A number of years ago, God kind of gave me a parable that I thought was kind of useful. It happened a number of years ago when Phyllis and I were driving down a country road in southern Minnesota. And in southern Minnesota they tend to like to raise a lot of hogs. You know like Hormel has, is that's where the Hormel used to have its headquarters and, and that. Well we were driving down this country road and we were going along just having a good spring day and a guy comes and passes us in a pickup truck and in the back of his pickup truck he has a bumper sticker, and I'm going to say it politely, it said, manure happens. Okay? And I'd heard the phrase before. You know, I'm not that, uh, you know, kind of isolated from, from life. I'd heard the phrase, but I'd never seen someone who would actually kind of put that on their car as their kind of philosophy of life. I mean, that's usually what a bumper sticker says about something that's really important to him. So here I see this uh, bumper sticker, manure happens. And I'm saying, wow, what a thing to put on your car. 
What, what an attitude. Well, God, in his sense of humor, we're driving just after this guy passes, we're heading down into this uh, valley uh, here. And as we get down to the bottom of the valley, there's a tractor pulling a manure spreader full of fresh spring hog manure. That is not a good thing. Manure happens. And it's not good to be behind the manure spreader when manure happens. And, you know, it's just the timing of it that we're right down to the bottom of the hill and here comes the yellow line and, you know, you shouldn't pass. You're tempted to, but, it's, you, know, you, you know, for sure if you pass, there's going to be a highway patrolman or a car coming uh, the other way. So we're crawling up uh, this hill. It seemed like for forever, it was probably maybe a minute or so, but it seemed like forever. I mean, being, being behind a manure spreader can seem like forever, right? You ever, you have trouble happens and it seems like it's taken forever to get through it and beyond it? It happens, doesn't it? So anyway, we, we get to the top of the hill and it's clear and I hit the gas and I'm getting around that and I, I remember turning to Phyllis and you know, manure happens. But thank God you don't have to stay behind the manure spreader. <laughs> manure happens, but you don't have to stay behind the manure spreader. Now, the reason I say that is I think that sometimes we don't realize that second. We, we realize that manure happens, but I think sometimes some of us think that we have to live our life behind the manure spreader. You know what I'm saying? That maybe there's, there's a part of us that, that we end up, we're behind the manure spreader, life stinks, and we're blaming God. And we, or we're blaming someone else. We're, we're stuck behind the manure spreader because we're spending our life being angry about the fact that manure happened. That some life issue has happened and now we're in a situation that stinks and we, we're angry at God, we're angry at somebody else. We're simply stuck behind the manure spreader because we're trying to blame somebody for the manure. You think that ever happens? Huh? Yeah, we, we get stuck behind that manure spreader in our own anger. I think the other thing that sometimes happens, when something like that happens, manure happens, that, that we're trying uh, to blame maybe ourselves. Maybe we feel we deserve the manure. And so we're stuck behind the manure spreader because we think we deserve it. And sometimes, let's face it, we are the cause of some of the manure that happens in our life. Sometimes we have done things that simply make our life stink. And we have to look at it and say, if I look at where's the source of the manure, it's me. Sometimes it's someone else, but sometimes we've created a problem. We've created a life issue by some of the choices we've made. And so sometimes I think we get stuck there behind that manure spreader because we feel that's where we deserve to be. Remember Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, take courage. I've overcome the world. I've overcome those Things, those issues that, that are making life something less than what it is. The things that are taking away your, your peace in, in life. I think for some people too, the reason that they get stuck behind the manure spreader is that I think they try to get 
out from behind the manure spreader all by themselves. There are things that happen when, when they happen. If we try to, to get out from behind them, just left to ourselves, we're stuck. We somehow end up in that position where we're looking to say, I'm going to somehow get back to God after I've dealt with my life issue. After I've dealt with this manure in my life, then I'll get back to God. And so we're consumed by the life issue, and we're, we're not realizing that, that God is really the only way out from behind that manure spreader. We need to realize that our God is big enough to help us overcome the life issues. Remember, Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but remember, take courage, I have overcome it. He's bigger than anything that you're struggling with. And so rather than kind of waiting till we've figured it out on our own and being stuck behind the manure spreader, we need to be able to turn to God. Because that, that life issue left to it itself, it's going to overwhelm us, isn't it? The life issue, whether it's the loss of a loved one that's happened to us. Maybe it's the death of a marriage. Maybe it's uh, our having to, to deal with a, a catastrophic illness within our own life or a chronic illness uh, within uh, our lives. That, that life issue all of a sudden becomes something that overwhelms us. And sometimes the things that we kind of turn to to help us medicate the feelings that we're having about that life issue they themselves become a life issue. And we become addicted to things that we have turned to to kind of help us get through them. And whether it's drugs or alcohol or pornography or gambling or cutting or whatever those things are that we kind of maybe turn to in, in some way to help us deal with the life issue, all of a sudden they overwhelm everything else. The addiction takes over our marriage. It takes over our finances. It takes over our family life. So we need to be realizing when we encounter the, these life issues, how, how it can really be a, a time where our whole life becomes consumed by them. And to, to realize that those, those life issues are going to be a time both of spiritual crisis for us and a time of opportunity. When manure happens... It can either be that thing that destroys us and our faith or it can be that, that time that transforms and grows our faith. And that's important for us to realize. If you turn to Psalm 77, uh, there it's on page uh, 416 in your Bibles. It's, it's interesting to me that we, I think, get an example of David going through a life crisis. Some of the commentaries on this think that possibly that uh, King David uh, wrote this with the death of an infant child. That it was that kind of a, a life crisis for him that triggered uh, uh, him, him expressing these kind of deep feelings. But I want you to understand that us going through a spiritual crisis when a life issue happens is not unusual. It even happened to, to King David. And note here him kind of listening to the spiritual crisis he's going through. He says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out on tiring hands. And my soul refused to be comforted. 
Those are amazing words. You sometimes go through a life issue. You go through that thing that happens and you're wrestling with it. You're crying out to God and somehow God's comfort doesn't seem to be there. You been there? Had that happened to you? David had. He says, I remembered you, O God, and I groaned, I mused, and my spirit grew faint. It was a spiritual crisis for him. You kept my eyes from uh, closing. I was too troubled to speak. Go through a life issue and have trouble sleeping? David did. Couldn't find words to, to put into words what he was dealing with? David did. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs and that, you know, you go through a life issue and you're kind of hoping for the good old days. My heart mused and my spirit inquired. Going through a life issue, having some manure happen in your life is going to cause you to question God. Listen to these questions that David had. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Ever had those kind of questions? David did. And that's what happens in the midst of those life issues, in the midst of that that crisis that we're going through. We question God. But here's where we need to see also what happened to David. That he didn't get stuck there. He began to remember the God that he believed in. Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. At that point of crisis, David remembered that God was a God who could overcome the problems that he was doing. He was believing in a God of wonders and miracles. And we need to remember that that Jesus that we believe in is that God who is powerful enough to help us get through those things. You see, you don't simply get over a life issue. You get through it with God. And when God gets you through that thing, then you begin to understand that that God indeed is an amazing God. A God who can work all things together for our good. But we need to realize it's only as we turn to that God, that amazing God who still performs signs and wonders in our life, is the God who will get us through that life issue. And here's the amazing thing, the truly amazing thing, that God doesn't waste that troubled time in our life. God doesn't waste that that time where we were behind the manure spreader. In 1 Corinthians, if you turn to that, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, St. Paul talks about that God, how amazing he is, that he takes us through those those times and he says these words to us in first corinthians uh second corinthians i'm sorry second corinthians chapter one verses three through seven 
He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles. Now listen to this. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort we ourselves have received from God. That is amazing. The God who looses us from our chains, who takes us through our time of being behind the manure spreader, now says you have an amazing capacity to offer freedom, to offer comfort, to offer hope to those who have gone through the same thing you were struggling with. That's why it's so important that we allow God to get us through our life issues, to get us out from behind the manure spreader, because God has a plan for that so that we will be able then to use the comfort that God has given us, the hope that God has given us, the freedom that God has given us, so that we can share that with others. Messiah will always need to be a place of grace. Messiah will always need to be that, that place where you don't have to pretend that you got all your manure together. Isn't that great? You know, Messiah is that, that amazing place where you can come all, you know, dressed up as you, you want and look as fine as you can, and that's okay. But you can come in your jeans and your t-shirt, and you're still just faith family. Messiah, as we help people to deal with their life issues, we need to continue to be that, that place of, of grace and also the, that place of truth where we admit to one another, manure happens. And I'm going through a life issue. I'm going through a crisis in my life. That is important for us because as we help people deal with that life issue, all of a sudden, rather than that life issue consuming them and being so big that it's overwhelming their marriage and their finances and their family and even their faith, that all of a sudden they realize, I'm not in this alone. We need to face life issues with help. The help of others and the help of God. That's why it's important that we have ministries like Stephen Ministry here at Messiah. Because when someone's going through a, a life issue, they need to know that they're not alone. Someone will come alongside of them and pray with them and help them to see that, that God indeed is going to uh, be where with them and for them and help them to get through that life issue. It's important that we have support groups here at Messiah that can come alongside of people when they're going through uh, things like death or, or the uh, ending of, of a marriage or whatever it is that they're dealing with. We need to be helping them to realize there are people here that will come alongside of them. That's why it's so important that we value what we call here at Messiah the faithful five. That you have those people that when you're going through a life issue, you don't have to kind of put on the plastic face and say, oh, everything's fine. But when you have a, someone who is a part of your faithful five, you can go to them and you can let them know, life stinks today. Will you pray for me? Will you be with me? Will you help me get uh, through this, this life crisis? And that person will be there for you. And if that person is truly a part of your faithful five, they're also the kind of person 
that if you're struggling with something, a habit that you're trying to overcome, that you know that indeed with God's help and the accountability that you have with that person, that you can indeed find that ability to let the chains be freed and gone in, in your life. Messiah has called us to be that kind of place. And so it's so important for us that we don't wait to get our manure together before we come to God and we come to each other. We know that we can come to God and we can come to each other for help. And indeed, as God's people, because we believe in a God of grace, a God who gave his life for us, who indeed has through his death and resurrection has overcome the world, that we can come just as we are. And all God's people say, Amen. Oh.